0: Welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. This is Lisa. Today is October 13th, 2021. And I am going to squeeze in chapter 13 and probably 14 today. And in between all my running around, it's a beautiful day. It's 62... Or something like that. Um, A little too cool and breezy on the porch. So I'm sitting on the other side of the barn in the sun. With the dog. Who is sleeping. So. I'm sitting on this old wooden pallet. Praying there's no spiders. Crawling around on it. I'll just have to keep looking so make sure that i don't freak out or anything like that okay so chapter 13 um we pick up where ezra is back in the field of flowers for another seven days oh it's bright over here wow um as the angel commanded me i ate only the flowers of the field and my food was was of plants during those days. So he's going vegan in the field. Chapter 13, after seven days, I dreamed a dream in the night and behold, a wind arose from the sea and stirred up all its waves. And I looked and behold, this wind made something like a figure of a man come up out of the heart of the sea. And I looked and behold, that man flew with the clouds of heaven. And wherever he turned his face to look, everything under his gaze trembled. And whenever his voice issued from his mouth, all who heard his voice melted as wax melts when it feels the fire. Okay, so this is a figure of a man coming up out of the heart of the sea. And after this, I looked, and behold, an innumerable multitude of men were gathered together from the four winds of heaven to make war against the man who came up out of the sea. And I looked, and behold, he carved out for himself a great mountain, and flew up on it. And I tried to see the region or place from which the mountain was carved, but I could not. After this I looked, and behold, all who had gathered together against him to wage war with him were much afraid, yet dared to fight. And behold, when he saw the onrush of the approaching multitude, he neither lifted his hand, nor held a spear or any weapon of war. But I saw only how he sent forth from his mouth, as it were, a stream of fire. And from his lips a flaming breath, and from his tongue he shot forth a storm of sparks. Now, if this is the same thing coming up out of the sea, like the beast in Revelations, this is possibly the dragon. Doesn't it sound like a dragon from his mouth, as it were, a stream of fire? All these were mingled together oops, sorry, all these were mingled together, the stream of fire and the flaming breath and the great storm, and fell on the onrushing multitude which was prepared to fight and burn them all up, so that suddenly nothing was seen of the innumerable multitude, but only the dust of ashes and the smell of smoke. When I saw it, I was amazed. After this I saw the same man come down from the mountain and call to him another multitude, which was peaceable. Then many people came to him, some of whom were joyful and some sorrowful. Some of them were bound, and some were bringing others as offerings. Then in great fear I awoke, and I besought the Most High and said, Uh, Let's see, verse 14. From the beginning thou hast shown thy servant these wonders, and hast deemed me worthy to have my prayer heard by thee. Now show me also the interpretation of this dream, for as I consider it in my mind, alas for those who will be left in those days, and still more, alas for those who are not left, for those who are not left will be sad, because they understand what is reserved for the last days, but cannot attain it, but alas for those who, who those also who are left, and for that very reason, for they shall see great dangers and much distress, as these dreams show." So he's saying, is it good to be raptured? Is it not good to be raptured? Is it, you know, I mean, if you stay, you get great rewards and all these things. Verse 20. Yet it is better to come into these things, though incurring peril, than to pass from the world like a cloud and not to see what shall happen in the last days. He answered me and said, I will tell you the interpretation of the vision. And I will also explain to you the things which you have mentioned. As for what you said about those who are left, this is the interpretation. He who brings the peril at that time will himself protect those who fall into peril, who have works and have faith in the Almighty. All right, so we're not talking about uh, the beast. Or are we? Okay, wait now. Understand, therefore, that those who are left are more blessed than those who have died. Okay, this is the interpretation of the vision. As for your seeing a man come up from the heart of the sea, this is he whom the Most High has been keeping for many ages, who will himself deliver his creation, and he will direct those who are left. And as for your seeing wind and fire and a storm coming out of his mouth, and as for his not holding a spear or weapon of war, Yet destroying the unrushing multitude which came to conquer him. This is the interpretation. Okay, this is so this is a good guy. This is not the beast coming out of the sea. Behold, the days are coming when the Most High will deliver those who are on the earth, and bewilderment of mind shall come over those who dwell on the earth, and they shall plant make war against one another, city against city, place against place people against people, and kingdom against kingdom. And when these things come to pass and the signs occur, which I showed you before, then my son will be revealed, whom you saw as a man coming up from the sea. All right. This is, the, this is Jesus then, the Messiah. And when all the nations hear his voice, every man shall leave his own land and the warfare that they have against one another. And an innumerable multitude shall be gathered together, as you saw, desiring to come and conquer him. But he shall stand on the top of Mount Zion, and Zion will come and be made manifest to all people, prepared and built, as you saw the mountain carved out without hands. And he, my son, will reprove the assembled nations for their ungodliness. This was symbolized by the storm." and will reproach them to their face with their evil thoughts and the torments with which they are to be tortured, which were symbolized by the flames, and will destroy them without effort by the law, which was symbolized by the fire. And as for your seeing him gathered, uh, gather to himself another multitude that was peaceable, these are the ten tribes which were led away from their own land into captivity in the days of King Hoshea whom Shalmaneser, or the king of the Assyrians, led captive, he took them across the river, and they were taken into another land. But they formed this plan for themselves, that they would leave the multitude of the nations and go to a more distant region, where mankind had never lived, that there at least they might keep their statutes, which they had not kept in their own land and they went in by the narrow passages of the Euphrates River. For at that time the Most High performed signs for them and stopped the channels of the river until they had passed over. Through that region there was a long way to go and a journey of a year and a half, and that country is called Arzareth. Then they dwelt there until the last times, and now, when they are about to come again, the Most High will stop the channels of the river again so that they may be able to pass over. Therefore you saw the multitude gathered together in peace. But those who are left of your people, who are found within my holy borders, shall be saved. Therefore when he destroys the multitude of the nations that are gathered together, he will defend the people who remain, and then he will show them very many wonders. I said, O Sovereign Lord, explain this to me. Why did I see the man coming up from the heart of the sea? He said to me, just as no one can explore or know what is in the depths of the sea, so no one on earth can see my son or those who are with him, except in the time of his day. Okay. Well, well, well. This is the interpretation of the dream which you saw, and you alone have been enlightened about this, because you have forsaken your own ways and have applied yourself to mine and have searched out my law. For you have devoted your life to wisdom, and called understanding your mother. Therefore I will have shown you this, for there is a reward laid up with the Most High. And after three more days I will tell you other things, and explain weighty and wondrous matters to you. Then I arose and walked in the field, giving great glory and praise to the Most High, because of his wonders, which he did from time to time, and because he governs the times and whatever things come to pass in their seasons. And I stayed there three days. All right. End of chapter 13. Let's go on to chapter 14. Let me look around me. Make sure. Nothing's crawling around. Okay. This is where. Behind my barn. It faces. uh, Southeast. On this side. This is where I saw my first scorpion. Scorpion. Normally, I am too high up in the desert to see scorpions, but I saw a really small one on this side about, probably only about a month ago. And I've owned this land for a long time. Um, So I was a little bit shocked. And I'm really, I'm not afraid of stuff like that. Um, I don't like the spiders that are outside because sometimes they are brown recluse spiders. Uh, last year I saw one tarantula, this year I saw one tarantula. And this year he was, the one I saw was big, but he had skinny legs. It was weird, he was like tall, it's kind of gross. Um, but the scorpion I saw over here was really small and of course i killed him right away and then i was thinking shoot i should have tried to capture him which i know sounds stupid but you use gloves and long sticks and things um i don't try to capture tarantulas that's that's just gross um and this year also i saw three diamondback rattlesnakes Very, very poisonous, if not deadly. Three of them in my yard. That's the most I've ever seen in one year. Uh, Last year was one, and then one year way before that was one. All right, so let's get back to this. We're in chapter 14. Enough of that. That's why I'm just kind of looking around and (sighs) just watching out for things. All right, chapter 14. On the third day, while I was sitting under an oak, Behold, a voice came out of a bush opposite me and said, Ezra, Ezra. And I said, Here I am, Lord, and I rose to my feet. Then he said to me, I revealed myself in a bush and spoke to Moses when my people were in bondage in Egypt. And I sent him and led my people out of Egypt, and I led him up on Mount Sinai, where I kept kept him with me many days. And I told him many wondrous things and showed him the secrets of the times and declared to him the end of the times. Then I commanded him, saying, These words you shall pub- publish openly, and these you shall keep secret. And Now I say to you, lay up in your heart the signs that I have shown you, the dreams that you have seen, and the interpretations that you have heard. For you shall be taken up from among men, and henceforth you shall live with my son, and with those who are like you, until the times are ended." For the age has lost its youth, and the times begin to grow old. For the age is divided into twelve parts, and nine of its parts have already passed. Woe! As well as half the tenth part, so two of its parts remain, besides half of the tenth part. Now therefore set your house in order, and reprove your people. Comfort the lowly among them, and instruct those who are wise. And now renounce the life that is corruptible, and put away from you... Mortal thoughts, cast away from you the burdens of man, and divest yourself now of your weak nature, and lay to one side the thoughts that are most grievous to you, and hasten to escape from these times. Okay, when he says half of a tenth part is left, that could be, you know, like up to Jesus, the eleventh part. Um, you know, it it doesn't really say how long these parts are lasting. I'm sure they're not all the same length of time, but the 11th part, of course, could be the church age. Um, and the 12th part could be the great tribulation, just speculating. Okay. Verse 16 for evils worse than those, which you have now seen happen, shall be done hereafter. For the weaker the world becomes through old age, the more shall evils be multiplied among its inhabitants. For truth shall go farther away, and falsehood shall come near. For the eagle which you saw in the vision is already hastening to come. Then I answered and said, Let me speak in thy presence, Lord. For behold, I will go as thou hast commanded me, and I will reprove the people who are now living. But who will warn those who will be born hereafter? For the world lies in darkness, and its inhabitants are without light. For thy law has been burned, and so no one knows the things which have been done or will be done by thee. If then I have found favor before thee, send the Holy Spirit into me, and I will write everything that has happened in the world from the beginning, the things which are written in thy law, that men may be able to find the path, and that those who wish to live in the last days may live. There's an interesting point right there about the Holy Spirit. He wants the Holy Spirit to be sent into him. That's the same thing Jesus talks about, that you have to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit into you. That's not a new concept for the New Testament. All right. He answered me and said, okay, but then again, Jesus did say, um, after I leave, I will send the Spirit. So the, the workings of the Holy Spirit in a person are obviously different, but receiving the Holy Spirit was the same as the Old Testament as the New. He answered me and said, go and gather the people and tell them not to seek you for 40 days. But prepare for yourself many writing tablets, and take with you Saria, Debria, Selamiah, Ethanus, and Asiel, these five, because they are trained to write rapidly. And you shall come here, and I will light in your heart the lamp of understanding, which shall not be put out until what you are about to write is finished. And when you have finished, some things you shall make public, and some you shall deliver in secret to the wise. Tomorrow at this hour you shall begin to write. Then I went as he commanded me, and I gathered all the people together and said, Hear these words, O Israel. At first our fathers dwelt as aliens in Egypt, and they were delivered from there, and received the law of life, which they did not keep, which you also have transgressed after them. Then land was given to you for a possession in the land of Zion. But you and your fathers committed iniquity and did not keep the ways which the Most High commanded you. And because he is a righteous judge, in due time he took from you what he had given. And now you are here, and your brethren are farther in the interior. If you then will rule over your minds and discipline your hearts, you shall be kept alive, and after death you shall obtain mercy. And after death the judgment will come, when we shall live again, and then the names of the righteous will be will become manifest, and the deeds of the ungodly will be disclosed. But let no one come to me now, and let no one seek me for forty days. <clears throat> Sounds like he's going off in the wilderness again for forty days. So I took the five men as he commanded me, and we proceeded to the field and remained there. On the next day, behold, a voice called me, saying, Ezra, open your mouth and drink what I give you to drink. Then I opened my mouth and behold, a full cup was offered to me. It was full of something like water, but its color was like fire." So this cup just come out of thin air or was there someone standing there handing it? I don't know. And I took it and drank and when I had drunk it, my heart poured forth understanding and wisdom increased in my breast for my spirit retained its memory and my mouth was opened and was no longer closed. And the Most High gave understanding to the five men And by turns, they wrote what was dictated in characters which they did not know. That's cool. They sat 40 days and wrote during the daytime and ate their bread at night. So they didn't eat in the day. They only wrote in characters they did not know. As for me, probably the heavenly language. (laughs) Remember, he was just filled with the Holy Spirit. As for me, I spoke in the daytime and was not silent at night. So during the forty days, ninety-four books were written, and when the forty days were ended, the Most High spoke to me, saying, Make public the twenty-four books that you wrote first, and let the worthy and the unworthy read them. But keep the seventy that were written last, in order to give them to the wise among your people. For in them is the spring of understanding, the fountain of wisdom, and the river of knowledge. And I did so. Well, that's pretty cool. I have to go find the dog who disappeared, see what he's doing. We're going to end there. Um, So we did chapter 13 and 14. Um, Pretty interesting, though. He revealed the 24 books, which is what we're probably reading right now, that was divided to 16. Oh, there he is out in the field eating stuff. I don't know what. So let me set this down. So uh, yeah, the twenty-four we get to read. So what what happened to the seventy? The last seventy books. Is there gonna be a discovery of seventy books or a writings, oh, writings of Ezra? I mean, is that is that something that's that's going to happen? Are we going to? <clears throat> is there going to be another Dead Sea Scrolls discovery, which there was just recently? But I'll go back over here where there's no wind. But those were written in Greek, which to me is a little bit suspect. Uh, the original Dead Sea Scrolls were, I think, part Aramaic and part Hebrew. And they've matched up everything so far. Why there would be another set of scrolls in Greek, I, I'm i not so sure. I don't know why it doesn't really resonate with me. I, I guess I'm just kind of skeptical by nature. Um, Okay, I thought my phone had shut off. So, anyway, well, we're gonna only do ch- two chapters today because, as you know, I have a lot, a lot going on this week. I'm happy my son gets to take his honeymoon, belated honeymoon. Um, <clears throat> incidentally, um, I received my ordination certificate two years ago. Um. That was before I went on that evangelistic, uh, we should, we could say outing across the eastern part of the United States with my sister. Um, But, and then, so, so since then, in 2020, in September, my son was getting married in October, but in September, he called me and he said, our pastor of our church is moving away last minute, you know? And I was like, oh, wow. So so what does that mean? And he said, we have no one to marry us. And he said, do you think that you can get ordained in the next couple of weeks? Because it was only like, I think, four to five weeks away from his, from his wedding. And then there was the paperwork. And I said, well, I already am. I just didn't tell any of you kids because I was just using it for the evangelistic tool. You know, I mean, just, just to, I mean, the world seems to need things to become more believable when you're evangelizing. I don't know. I don't know why. I just did it. And I'm glad I did. And apparently it was foresight, you know, by the Lord. And, um, and I said, I already am ordained, but it expires this month. So I will just... I wasn't planning on renewing it because I wasn't going out again. I just didn't really think about it. So I called them up and um, and they they got it renewed for me so that I could marry my son and his wife, October third in twenty twenty. Well then, so that they're the ones that are on their honeymoon right now. So then. And I I consider this somewhat of a testimony, I guess, because the Lord obviously, you know, preordained all of it. Um, My daughter and her husband, her boyfriend at the time, got engaged the week, I think it was the week after my son's wedding, or a couple weeks after, because they didn't want to steal their thunder. And. They had already been together for a while, and so they asked me if I would marry them also in May of this year. So within, what is that, six months, seven months, I did my son's wedding and my daughter's wedding. I mean, and what joy. I just, I praise praise God that he allowed me to do that. It was just, I never saw it coming when I moved back here in 2019. I just never saw it coming. My son was engaged at the time, yes, but... And then so that my daughter, I married her and her husband May 8th on my other son's property up in the mountains where there's lots of trees. I, I don't have trees here and I don't have facilities, so we couldn't do it here. But um, so the son, the other son that I got the chickens from, we had the ceremony up on their property and it was absolutely beautiful. It was just you know, what a dream come true for a mom. And, and I just praise God for it, because I was gone for eight years. Um, you know, just doing the Lord's will and work, and just a lot, a lot happened. More sad things than good things happened while I was away. And, and I missed out on their lives, quite a bit of their lives, and the grandkids, too. Um, I did get to see them like a couple times a year, but you know what I mean, being gone so much. <clears throat> and and I, I couldn't come back as often as I liked, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. I just couldn't. Um, and the Lord knew that I couldn't. So, anyway, that's, that's the story behind that. And that's why they're on the honeymoon right now. And so when they asked me to take a couple of days with the kids, I was like, of course I can. You know, they knew I had just gotten the chickens and the dog. And I'm like, I will figure it out. Well, praise God, the dog is used to his kennel. He's not destroying anything. He did try to get out. I mean, I've been here most of the time, but I've had to lock him in. After only having him about a week. Um... You know, he he did try to escape and and got a little sore on his nose. I mean, it was very tiny, healed up in like a day and a half. But um, it's just been really nerve-wracking. So that's the story. And now he's over sniffing the chickens. So I'm going to go in and get him away from there. I just don't want him anywhere near there. And so thank you for bearing with me and hearing my little stories, little testimonies. If you have any testimonies, share them with somebody. Anything that that you can praise God for is a testimony. Anything. You know, if he saved you from a near mishap in traffic. You know, anything that God is doing for you, share that. That's a testimony. And every time we share our testimony, that's the spirit of, the spirit of Jesus is the, the what is that? The spirit of prof, prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. That's in Revelations 19. I always try to quote that thing correctly. Um, so that is sharing, sharing Christ. That is letting your light shine. If you're born again, you have light in you. And you're also a little salty. Try not to be too salty. No, the salt is the um, the seasoning of the earth, and the light is how we shine for Him. So yeah, just just share something today with somebody. You know, ask the Lord to bring something to mind that He did for you, and then and then just sh- sh- have Him bring somebody to you that you can share the story with. So that's just my encouragement for you today, but it's time for me to go and I pray that you all have a blessed day. And remember tomorrow is, uh, is not podcast day. It is blog day. So, and that is professingchristians.wordpress.com. And so with that, I, again, pray you all have a blessed day.